Hello, hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to our podcast, Are We There Yet? Basically, we're a group of friends going through our transition into our uni life. Each week, we'll meet up with each other and talk about what's going on in our lives. Some of us are abroad, some of us are stuck here, some of us are unsure of our lives. So sit back and relax, listen to us rant, or say some stupid shit, until we can eventually say, we're finally there. Hey guys! I'm pretty sure you're familiar with this voice, as I've been appearing since episode 1 of Are We There Yet? Safwan here, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Accompanying me today is none other than the future doctor himself, Xiaoqi. Amin, Amin. Hey everyone, it's been a while since I've been here. Um, <laughs> been, last I've been here was episode 1, so I'm really glad I'm back here again, especially with my buddy Safwan. Hey everyone! Yeah, so, uh, Xiaoqi, how's your week? Ooh, okay. So, remember back in episode 1, I said I'll be leaving soon, pretty soon, right? To Johor? Yeah. Yeah, so that's finally happening. I mean, I think during the third episode, I actually got my visa. And so I've been rushing everything. And in the span of two weeks, I'm getting everything done quickly before I leave, which is next week on Wednesday. So this week has been the most hectic week that I've had because there's so much to do. You know, you have like stuff to do with visa... Yeah, I have yeah. to do with uh, MOE, asking for my allowance and then getting my flight, like packing and stuff. You know, there's a lot of things to buy, a lot of things to do. And even quarantine. By the way, did you know like the Malaysian quarantine has been reduced from 14 to 7 days? It's really nice. 7 days? Yeah, 7 days. Just good. Relatively good, yeah. yeah. But uh, given that you're fully vaccinated, lah, that's why. Oh, so you're fully vaccinated then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Damn. So besides that, my whole week... Oh yeah, my whole week was pretty good because one thing is, did you see the DC fandom, the DC trailers? Like yeah, Batman, yeah. Shazam, oh my god, dude, I'm uh... so excited, man. And then the Johor Lake, I can actually watch those movies in the cinema, my god. So lucky, yeah, dude. Oh, lucky. Besides that, oh, but yeah, I've told you guys, I've told Safwan, I've told the rest as well that RTB and MOE actually approached me to be in one of their videos, like short video, because they're collabing together to basically like increase exposure to vaccinations for the youth. So from, you know, those aged 12 to 17. And then they approached me because they needed a student who received the yeah. scholarship to like advertise. Yeah, I was pretty happy. Representing. Represent, man. But unfortunately, it's been pushed to Thursday, which is literally a day after my, Wait. After my flight. Yeah, I did say Aww. yes, man. Uh, supposed to be on Monday, but they changed it to Thursday. Oh, that's I don't mind, like, you know, at least I'm not that busy before I leave. Yeah. True, true. So yeah, so that's been my week, man. You know, but enough about myself. Yeah, I haven't been in this in a podcast with you lately. How's your week been? My week, it was full of, I would say, assignments. Uh, since we're reaching the end of our semester, so there's a lot to study and there's a lot of assignments being piled up. And, I could imagine. Exactly. And most of my assignments were reading material. So I had to read a lot of things. And not all of them were interesting, I would say. Because honestly, the only interesting articles that I would read are biology-related articles. Speaking of biology, our guests today are well-versed in the field of biology. And they were in fact in the same biology class as me and Xiaoqi back in A-levels. Let me present to you guys two handsome and charismatic guys Wafi and Rahman. Take it away, boys. Hi, everyone. My name is Wafi, and I'm 20 years old. 
I hope everyone is doing well despite the current challenging situation we are facing right now. Before I continue further, first of all, I would like to thank Safwan and Shauki for having me for this week's episode. I'm happy and I'm super excited to be featured in this podcast. So back to my introduction, I'm currently an undergraduate of UBD, majoring in Biomedical Science under IHS. In case you don't know where IHS is, it's actually part of UBD that is being utilized for the vaccination drive. I think that's all for now, and let's move on to Rahman. Hello, Assalamualaikum. My name is Rahman. I'm 19 years old, doing medicine at UBD in the same IHS building as Wafi. Before we start, I'd like to thank Shauki and Safwan for giving me this opportunity. I'm so excited to talk to you guys, talk with my old biology classmates. I, you know, after so deprived of social interaction these last few days. So happy. Thank you. Alrighty. <laughs> you know, um, you don't mind me saying, I mean, it's been a while since we've talked together. Like, just for the audience, like a backstory, we've been together. We've been in the same class. We've been through, like, literally held together and then the ups and downs of bio and stuff. And honestly, we all, I think, yeah, we all thought of going to medicine, right, together. Mm, yeah, that's true. Mm, yeah, true. Yeah, but, did. you know, Reski Masing Masing, like, uh, only two out of the four of us got into medicine, but the other people didn't stray too far. One From is in biomedicine, which is Wafi, and another is in biology, which is Safwan. Yeah. But, yeah. but speaking of biology, Safwan. So anyways, guys, what's biology to you? Dang, oh, that's kind of a kind of a big question, honestly. Exactly. What is biology to me? I guess, I mean, it depends on which aspect of biology you look at it from. Don't you think, someone? Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you go like in the aspect of medicine, biology is basically like an instruction or the what, why and how of the human body or like of the human body for medicine. Maybe biology is a bit a bit more. I hope maybe Safwan can elaborate on that. And then and biomedicine, it's a lot different maybe. Maybe a lot to do with chemistry as well. You know, it can be many different things in different aspects. But basically, biology is, is a life, man. It's the way of life. What goes on in life. And biology is life. Is life. It is life. But in like a really, really detailed aspect of it. Like just simple things that you don't really think twice about every day. Which I'm the way you breathe. You know, there, there's literally biology behind it, but you don't think twice of it every day because it's literally nothing to you. It's just a normal thing, you know? So yeah, it's to me, biology is like... Exactly. Biology is the way of life, man. So how about you, Wafi? Right, for me... Okay, actually, I don't know how to properly answer this question. But then, yeah, I agree with Shauki that it depends, like, you're sending from what angle of biology. So I think that Safwan maybe has so much to talk about for this question. But what comes into my mind, the word biology, like, for me, biology is passion. It's my passion. And when people mention biology, I always think about organisms like myself, the things surrounding me and basically we're dealing with the fundamental unit of like like cells i know shoki likes the word fundamental, <laughs> fundamental. yeah okay yeah yeah Does fundamental overuse yeah. the word fundamental <laughs> i still remember that video bro fundamental, fundamental. <laughs> yeah, i think that's all for me yeah okay. it's true yeah. it's true like macam you literally see things very detailed like sometimes you see maybe a scar on your hand but then you think of like what are these cells involved you know stuff like that and the chemistry behind it guy you know red blood yeah. cells white blood cells yeah. it's a complex process that yeah uh, how about you Rahman 
Man, I've always hated it. Okay. <laughs> then I was, okay, so in like, I think 11th grade, my friend told me, Roman, like, I don't think you can take on four subjects, man. Like, she told me straight to my face that I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, no, man. I, you know what? I'll fuck you. I told him. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do four subjects. And I was like, <laughs> might, as well, might as well do biology because during O-levels, it's, it was, I think it was my highest science. But first, I really, I didn't, I disliked biology. I didn't understand what my teacher was saying. And then like one of the teachers in MD, a bit of a background, one of the teachers, I didn't like my teacher. I asked the HOD to change. And then like, he told me, if this is your attitude going into the subject, you're probably going to fail. And like, I almost cried. I, you know, I did cry. After at home, I did cry. Cause like, Damn. yeah. Bro, and then, he like, really said that to you, bro? Yeah, he said that. He <laughs> said that to my face, bro. Ah, man, this guy, all right. It and demoralized. then like, I demoralized, yeah, for sure. So, Tapi, I think as I grew, as like my time in MD, I got closer to you guys. I've grown to like it. Not as a subject, but as like a way to communicate with you, talk with you all. That's what biology is to me. Like a bridge. Like that. That's what biology is. Oh, man, I didn't think of it that way. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you didn't think of it that way? It was only business, huh? Yeah, man. It's like for communication. <laughs> <laughs> strictly uh, business strictly business and also you know yeah. school and stuff uh for me like rahman in o levels biology was my least favorite science like chemistry was the first and then physics and then biology was the last i was so bad at biology and i think i almost failed in one of my exams but eventually i got better and i grew attached to biology sooner or later yeah because you did mention before right that mm-hmm. you wanted to do computer right so. yeah i was focused on computer science that time and then after that what happened i had to focus on biology and then i grew fond of biology i guess but biology to me it's pretty much the same with wafi and shauki study of life and all that for me what made me choose biology was my change in direction from majoring in computer science to let's say being a doctor but how about you guys what made you choose biology the main reason why i chose biology is because like i said before like i'm very passionate in this subject and among the three sciences i feel like biology is the most interesting part of this science it's my strongest subject lah among the sciences also you know in biology we learn about our own body system kan not only about animals or plants like having this basic knowledge about your own body at least you know like you have an idea of what goes wrong in your body about you get to know like whatever we eat how the food we eat at all like being digested and how we use the energy from the food that we eat you know and also i'm a curious person especially about my own body so i think by learning biology like i have the the main door to answer the questions that i have regarding my own body you get yeah yeah definitely yeah true so you understand your basic functions your basic bodily functions yeah and then also like i enjoy doing science compared to other subjects and also another point to add like you get to know how we are created like we are so intricate but then allah managed to like create us so that makes us realize like how powerful he is yeah damn true true why i chose uh, biology i think at a young age i've always been the type of person i really like to read lah and compared to physics and mathematics i've well compared to physics mathematics and chemistry biology obviously has the most reading material 
So I feel that inherently it is the easiest subject for me to understand because it's it's not as complex. I think that's why I chose biology. And then like why not the other? Why not history and why not? Yeah, why, why not humanities? Because mm-hmm. humanities subjects there's more reading reading involved. too. Yeah. Yeah, but similar to biology. That's true. That's true. I don't want to discredit. Okay, so if you guys didn't know, I was I think around back in 2019. I feel like I was a bit awful, not really, not really a good person. I'd say meeting you all and meeting other people, newer people in MD, really changed me for the better. But the reason why I didn't take humanities is honestly because I've always been. Quite bad at it, like history, sejarah. I've always been bad at it, and I feel like if I was to take the subjects, I'd be, I'd like, I don't know if I'd be able to do well compared to the sciences. It's totally different, and that's why I didn't take the humanities. I see. I see. What made you choose biology, Shalki? Oh man, can't wait. Okay, I'll let me answer. Yeah, I, I think as a backstory, I I'm a geek. I love uh, I love like comic books apparent, and then I love how science movies can or sci-fi movies how scientists are portrayed. You know, it's so cool. Like the doctors are doing this crazy stuff, but you know, a lot of biology behind it. Which, I'm, to me, at a young age, biology was in the concept that you could do such crazy stuff with it. For example, Jurassic Park, and they take a DNA sample from a mosquito in the amber, and then they revive dinosaurs. It was stuff like that that made me so interested in biology. It was interesting to me, like, why can't I be part of this? Let me be a part of this game, you know. And in terms of being part of the three sciences that we mainly learn about, kind like chemistry, biology, yeah, yeah. yeah. Physics. I think you guys would definitely agree with me when I say that biology is something that you can actually see and conceptualize and understand. Wah, right? Compared Things like to chemistry and physics. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Chemistry and physics, you can't really conceptualize in your mind. Wah, so it's it's kind of harder for you to understand because you can't actually imagine it actually occurring. Like chemistry, you have to accept that or oh, this bond energy. When it breaks off, this happens. We can't see it. Yeah, you can't see it, and you can't conceptualize lah. Unless if you conceptualize in like a cartoon manner, can mm-hmm. you tend to get things wrong? Well, that's what I did back in A levels. I try to conceptualize it in like a cartoony way, but I get things wrong. I get details wrong. So it was hard for me. And another thing, like definitely what Wafi said just now, when he mm-hmm. said that you can actually understand what's going on in your body, I actually love that. Which um, you can be a detective in your own way, knowing oh, what's wrong. Oh yeah. You know, like yeah, well, yeah. my body's acting this way. Why is it like this? You know, I have to figure it out. Like the other day, my family has this blood pressure measuring, like sphingomanometer, oh, but yeah, yeah. Um, the electric one. So I used it on my parents' gun and. The fact that I could finally understand what the numbers mean and what's the normal number and what's a high number, what to do if it's a high blood pressure, but it, it made me realize that that knowledge in biology and in medicine can can actually really be used in a real life situation. Whereas chemistry, you can use it in a real life situation, but it's not always happening. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's why I chose biology out of anything else. Right. It's just so interesting, and again, the function of how everything works, especially right. your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So moving on, it's、uh, the pandemic right now,、mm. and I think most of the world is experiencing online learning. So how are you guys coping with learning medicine or biomed online? 
that honestly man I hated it the first time around during A levels and I hate it a lot more right now. <laughs> Don't know about you Even guys. Harder right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you guys have stuff like Canvas but you have to keep in touch and then Microsoft Teams again but like yeah. everywhere but all your work is everywhere. It's scattered in every, in every place. Hmm. I feel like for me personally online school it sucks bro like in real life lessons i'm able to focus i'm pretty sure you guys already know but my attention span isn't really the best out of out of everybody here it's quite obvious that i'm the one who acts most like a kid i don't know why it's just like that i'm very hyperactive so when you turn like online learning in an environment where i can i have to be on my best best behavior it's quite easy for me to focus because i'm constrained i have to focus but hello online it's totally different dude i'm i'm just while the lecturer is speaking i'm on youtube i'm playing chess i'm sleeping you know that that happens as well <laughs> i don't really happens way too often i don't think it's good for me i have an, a test next week as well yeah i'd rather just die than do this online learning good luck man yeah you too i mean shaki you're going to have in real life lessons soon can once you go um, to Malaysia at the online lesson. yeah it's kind of hybrid right now so i started off my course online cuz mm-hmm. i couldn't be present in campus and then in johor the restrictions were still restricted to online learning but it got lifted on the 15th of October so it was like literally a week ago last so uh, and we have library class yeah but online learning is it was bad when it came you know out of nowhere because nobody was prepared for it yeah, but okay. i think the second time around everyone knows what to do they have a backup plan so my unique yeah, backup plan was they have like a portal or a website where you have all your jump to do list all your scheduled classes all the forms all the documents that you need all the mandatory training and videos and it has so much so many resources It's complete lah you could say yeah mm-hmm. it is complete so alhamdulillah in that way macam you're not lost you know you have a guidance with your online learning Uh, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Uh, that's right. If we were talking about jump anatomy again in medicine, I didn't know this. I felt like I should have known this, but we use a, an app called I think Complete Anatomy, where you have like a really detailed 3D version of your body, which you can break down into skeleton, into your nervous system, into your blood vessels. So I think. In that sense, we're fully prepared for online classes, but Alhamdulillah, we're gonna have a t- um, on-campus classes. lessons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, physical is way they're... better than online. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Way sure. better. Oh, how are you, Wafi? Honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know how I'm coping because I'm actually having my hard time right now. Because you know, some weeks are just overwhelming, and it, not even now we we are we're doing. And I know that we used to do online before the levels, but then I feel like I'm still trying to adapt myself. And well, actually, online learning ini is not totally bad actually, and I can I can say it in two ways, which is like positive way and negative way. I think the positive way, you know, we can we watch the recorded lectures like, in case we don't understand like when. We, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the live lectures, kan? So we can just rewatch re-watch that the video anytime. Yeah. And but then that's the positive side. Now I'm gonna transition yeah. to why I think it's negative. It's bad, not bad, but not really preferable. I would say it's because mainly then we stress. Like I said before, like assignments keep on coming up, and then usually can especially during levels whenever I'm stressed or some, like because of studying and assignments or homework. Well, we yeah. didn't usually use the word assignment plan as a level. 
I usually go out with my friends and you know just to unwind myself you know just talk to people socialize you know just to take a break from reality but then you know due to covid there are just so many restrictions we are stranded at our house and yeah that makes it harder a lot the environment to study in is pretty depressing yeah like, and also you're stuck like, here i used to go to cafe joa before this much like, you know it's boring man, just to be in your room because the atmosphere is getting dull you know the mixture of atmosphere so like I like to go to cafe to look for motivations yeah a newer environment to say yep like fresh yeah, that's true, though. yeah I've always been wanting to study in like in the library but like and I never got the chance to a really? library in UBD yeah oh well is it was it closed it was open but like you know I have a physical class once. Oh yeah, COVID oh, wow. break. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty sad. It. Ita, I was, I was like so excited to study in the library. It was one of the the things that I uh, looked forward to do because studying at home. But you've been home, there, right? I've been there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a good environment to study in. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. So China practicals come lately. What do you guys use again? You've you've told me before this what you guys use for practicals for biology, like. Our practicals have been. Uh, we were supposed to go out on the field, like go to the jungle to study really? about diversity. Yeah, yeah we were about to. Like that was part of our module, but then you know we can't go outside and everything. Is it like so every we had, week? No, no. It was one. Uh, I think it was one report. Or but yeah, supposedly we had to go out go to the field. You know, but then we had to make a report out of several articles. And you know how small Brunei is and how less sources we have. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of sources for Brunei. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, uh, right. payaha, payaha. It's uh, being a small country to find resources sometimes. Yeah, it, it's either in the physical book at the library or like the books are on the internet. Uh, you have to pay to actually like read it. I don't understand. What kind of books are that? you trying to find? What kind of books are you trying to find on the internet? For our report, it was diversity of animals in Brunei. Oh my god, Poyahtue. Exactly. So there's not a lot of resources. I could say the only animal that they studied on the most was mm-hmm. bats for some reason. <laughs> Kuching. Yeah. Stray cats. But do you think the, the book is available like in our library? Like UBD library? Yeah, it should be. There's mm-hmm. actually a... Uh, uh, biodiversity center in I think it was Labi. It was full of books about yeah. I just knew about it. It was full of books. Yeah. Apparently there was a center there. There's a lot of studies about the animals in Brunei there, and you know, if there wasn't COVID, we would have gone there. I would have gone there to I'm sure. grab some books. Recently, did you guys hear? Like after 80% of people in Brunei get this two doses, we we are going to start de-escalating. Yeah, we're gonna start endemic, right? Yeah, no, like it's, it's already endemic. It's already endemic. Right now, it's around 70%, I think. Quite, uh, I think, in around a month's time, 70% first dose. So like, I feel like we're going to start in about a month's time. We might start opening up Chimato. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Two months, hopefully. Plus, yeah. they're going to open the masjid. Yeah, like yeah. If we yeah. reach 70% people with second dose. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, bagus day. Yeah. I'm just going to the masjid. I mean, Shogi's lucky lah. I mean, next week, you will be able. Eh, no, no. You'll be in Atukan under quarantine. So you won't yeah. be able to 
perform the Friday prayer yet, right? No, not yet, not yet. I don't even know if my schedule will be clashing. Yeah. Oh yeah. But Hato, if I could add to online learning, Kat, mm-hmm. one huge tip. I don't know if you guys are practicing this already. Is to learn touch typing. You guys know what touch typing is? Could you no, elaborate? Yeah. It's like so, okay, basically, touch typing. You know the two grooves on your keyboard on the F and J. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah, where yeah. your index yeah. fingers should be placed, and then without looking at the you know keys, you should be able to type one. And then that oh. that saves up so much time typing rather than typing with you know one index finger and the next and the next 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 next. Use all ten of your fingers to type. It's gonna save you so much time on work. You might have typos at first, but don't worry, you'll get better at it. And you're gonna be oh, faster you, at it. You know, you assignments like touch typing. Yeah. How did you? When did you learn to touch yeah. to type like that? Um. Uh. Luckily enough, back in primary, I think we had to go to computer <laughs> studies and learn touch typing. Oh. Then I totally forgot about that for a while, and then I came back to it just when my course started, or like a bit before, because I thought, okay, this is gonna be really useful, and we have to. We're gonna make like long essays, long notes up. I might as well learn oh, how to do that. So I recommend if you guys are interested, I recommend going to Ten Fast Fingers, I think. Tenfastfingers.com and typing.com. They will teach you how to touch type. How long did it take you to learn or master it, I guess? Um because it depends it relies on your muscle memory. Uh, it might take like a while, but I think I'd say roughly a week or two. You'd be able to get the hang of it. It might be frustrating at first because of typos and everything, but you know you learn from your mistakes and you get better at it. And in no time, you'll be able to touch type like a pro. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pretty useful skill. It's so useful, man. It's for every university student. What, what's right. the name of the website? Ten, ten Fast Fingers. Tenfastfingers.com and typing.com. Anyways, yeah. guys. So what you're learning now? How is it different from? What you learned in A levels? Mm. I want to hear uh, Safwan's answer. Honestly, I want to hear your answer, Saf. My answer. Because you are you are currently in biology, uh, majoring in biology again. Yeah. Yeah. So how is that different from A level in biology? Is it totally different? Honestly, or is it just slightly different. Honestly, uh, since we've just started, we're not learning that much. It's mostly like the simple stuff, like biodiversity and skills to biological science. That's two of my modules that I'm taking right now. And so far, it's not that hard to understand. I guess it's not harder than A levels. So far, lah. I'm not sure about the other modules that I'm gonna take in the coming semesters. But I'll update you guys on that maybe in the next season or something. It's gonna be fine, inshallah. Don't worry. Yeah. So how about you, Shaki? I think Raman and I could speak on this, but right now, biology, um, the thing that we have to, you know, as a part, as being a part of medicine, can right in A levels you learn the biology, the basics, whatever. But mm-hmm. in medicine, you use that biology basic in a clinical aspect. Mm. So how does this relate to this disease? How do you relate this to medicine? How do you use this idea or this concept to treat someone? How do you diagnose someone? You know, because dulu in A levels you learn biology honestly concepts. in the way of exams kan macam oh concept wah 
exam ada question pasalnya, back to kamu belajar pasalnya. You know, this question's gonna come out. This question's gonna come out. Okay, I'm gonna take note of this. Take note of that. What are the steps? You know, but this time, the difference is you don't really focus on the exam. Well, you do pulang. That fact doesn't diminish in medicine. You do think about exams, but an extra is to think about it in the clinical aspect. Like I just said. I feel like in medicine, you're you're expected to already know what you've learned from A level biology, and then it adds on to it. It's it's more of much um it compounds the things that you've already known, and like they add much mechanisms, and then they tell you like gibberish, much um oh cell proliferation, oh mitosis. Okay, like if I didn't learn this in A level biology, I wouldn't know what they're talking about. So at the in regards to the content, I feel like medicine is because it's a lot. To be the complexities, it's it's not that difficult. I feel like understanding it isn't very difficult. It's just how much there is to understand is just insane. Tula, that's the deal. Yeah, 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 man. So you're saying like, uh, you have to be prepared to go into medicine. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have to like be like the the medical real. jargon, all of that. Oh, uh, medical jargons? No, not really. They don't expect really. you to do that quickly yet. Okay. Is it that's good. just the basic? Don't know what that's like for Newcastle. To be, in my experience, our UBD they just throw it at us and then they expect us to look it up for ourselves. You know, I don't really? know. Yeah, that, don't that know must be hard for you guys. Not really. It's much um. There are websites that teach us that like they they give definitions, medical definitions. So you just have to put it into the context and just try to make it simplify lah in your own words. But yeah they don't really teach you bit by bit. You know, oh, they they, they don't spoon feed lah. No, no. Totally. But I don't take that as spoon feeding. Long, I mean, when you know a definition of a word, you know mm-hmm. the concept a lot better because you know what they're talking about rather than seeing that word as like a blank to you. You know. That's oh, true. that's true. Yeah, I'm like okay. Bifurcation. What the hell does that mean? Does you know, that at mean? least explain. Uh, oh, bifurcation is like the connection of two branches of veins together. Mm. You know, it's a simple thing. They could literally just say it, and then you would understand everything else properly. Yeah. Oh yeah. You do realize to connect more like, dots. Though. Yeah, it's like something for them to like spend less much time. If they just explained it in every sentence. Every medical textbook would be as tall as your house or something. So they use med- these medical jargons to just shorten it, and you know, you're expected. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree with you, bro. Yeah. How about you, Afi? Like, how about me? Mm-hmm. For biomedicine, um, yeah. Okay, let me just ask you guys first. So when I say biomedicine, what comes into your mind? Uh, biomedicine. Think, okay, you're still part of medicine, but you're part of like the it's a microscopic. Part of medicine, just yeah, something like microbiology. That. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think biomedicine can like it's in between biology and medicine. I don't know how true this is, because like much of color biology, I think compared to biomedicine can, like soft one, like you guys learn the same, like may, us maybe like learn the same thing that you guys learn but then you learn it more in depth so I'm not sure Plang, to be honest well in my but, opinion it's like for biology it's pretty broad like you also learn about human you also learn about animals plants biodiversity and all that and but you're for you guys about... yeah biology okay and for biomedicine it's more it's only focused on like human and that's it more into yeah, depth human, on human and like, like the, microorganisms. Yeah, microorganisms. That's my opinion on it. 
Mm. Yeah, that's true. Lang. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so for me to answer this question, I think the main difference between like between A levels and um, UBD is that now we attend big lectures like biomedicine are mixed up with uh, medicine, pharmacy, and what's the other one, Roman? Yeah, macam A level dulu, like it's easier for you to interact with the teacher because like we only use this small room and yeah, it's much easier lah. It's more convenient in terms of like communicating with the lecturer, you know. And in terms of biology itself or like the subject itself for me biomedicine is basically the continuation of what we have learned during a level yeah yeah basically yeah. Lah. and it's just that now we, we're learning it more in depth you know mm. and lah, there will be things that are totally new lah to us Tapi, as of now from what i can say lah, everything that we have learned lah, kirakan macam, just to recap Lagipun, this is just CFY for us, our first year. CFY stands for Common Foundation Year. I think they just want us to, you know, recall everything before, like, the real part of our respective program. Yeah. I see. That's true, that's true. So, speaking of learning biology itself, would you say anyone could grasp the concepts of biology? Like, literally anyone? <laughs> okay, for me, yes, of course. Everyone definitely can grasp the concepts of biology. It's just that for me to tackle this question, I like categorize people into two groups. The first group, these people can you know understand things like swiftly and easily lah. And that whereas the other group, they I wouldn't say they are slow. I would say they just uh, need extra time compared to like the first group to actually like digest everything, like link one point with another, and yeah. So in other words, are you saying that these two groups are the gifted ones and the one who needs more effort? Yes, I would say yes because, um, you know, we are built differently, you know, like, and hence we have different capabilities and that's okay. Like, you just don't have to compare yourself with others. You just go with your own pace because imagine if everyone was built the same way. Like, we wouldn't be able to see the variance among us. Does that make sense? Yeah. What matters is your passion towards what you're learning. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Just believe in yourself. Right. Yeah. So, Shauki, what about you? In my opinion, anyone okay. can learn biology. The thing is, it's slow at first. You know, you have to learn the basic, basic. It gets slow. It, it starts off boring. But as you get more detailed, and it gets more interesting. And you know ways to apply that knowledge. And then you go back to the basics and you're like, oh, so that's why they taught me the basics. So that I could understand this thing. It gets more complex, you know, it's like a spiral effect in knowledge. So the first part of the spiral, like right down below, it's small. And then as you progress more, you get more knowledge, you get more knowledge, more and more and more. So it, it builds up on what you have. Mm, true. Uh, so you are, you are able to grasp it. It's a slow process. But for sure you will, you know. And the fact that it gets really interesting just keeps you hooked on it. Yeah. yeah anyone, anyone should be able to rest. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Rahman? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, obviously. Because okay, the meaning is like to be human is to be able to learn. You know, um, it's what differentiates us from animals and such. If I were to just give up on something because I because I couldn't understand it thoroughly, I wasn't able to understand it right away. Then I'm basically saying, okay, I'm literally like going against what it means to be a person. Because like we were supposed to struggle. That's what it means. That's what life is. You know, you know what I mean? 
yeah, yeah, yeah bro. You gotta fail. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You gotta fail. You gotta understand. Everyone can do anything if they put their mind to it. I think like most of us, like we did fail our biology, can? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, yeah. We got like fifty-four percent. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, be cool. I got uh, the lowest for the guys last time. <laughs> yeah, if you are too, I don't know what lowest. exactly. The lowest. Oh, I think it was like. 30% something and the fact that I studied so hard for it gila the motivating rub is oh yeah. man and then the way at the doctors announced it lagi macam it makes you more apa ni depressed wah oh my like, god awa. just for context for the listeners can uh, back in A levels I did fail one test it was a test that was very very close to our final exam and it was I think about ato lah macam diversity kan you know about population apa was it yeah yeah oh yeah and a bit of a scatter from other earlier topics lah and the fact that I studied so hard for it kan only to do that test and fail out of all the boys I failed the lowest one and then the way our teacher at that time he was like <clears throat> um this one uh, I actually I expected this student to get high but um unfortunately he gets really low this time Shauki here's a paper oh my god oh. dude my heart will bro did he mention your name like in front of everyone uh he didn't mention it but It was obvious that my paper was last one, and I had to get it from him, God, when he was in front of the class. Dude, that guy demotivates everybody, all of his students, bro, except the highest one, except the highest scorer. I remember, you remember when, I, when like we all had to stay back, and then like he roasted me in front of everybody because I forgot to do my homework, dude. Oh, I remember this. Really? It was about it was the I think the paper five punya homework, and I could do pangan. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember at the Wafin I kind of locked out of the room. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. You guys were super late. But then, like, as if we weren't there. He's gonna remind you. After, after that, we had to go to Kona Show at admin ka. Oh, admin front office. Man. I learned nothing from this class, by the way. Good times. Good times. Yeah, good times. I guess yeah, I did. Yeah. And also, Master Einstein, we actually like we approached him to apologize. <laughs> yeah, we did. And, and he was nice that. about it, though. He was nice about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's Except, good. Ah, uh, you live and you learn, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the next section. As a co-host to Safwan, I pitched the idea that these boys out here, Safwan, Rahman, Wafi, and me included, to go out and do some research on the most interesting medical cases or, you know, any case that they stumbled upon. And they're here to share it with you today. And all the listeners, please, you know, these are very interesting and especially mine right now. I hope nobody else has the same case as mine. <laughs> But it's really interesting and I hope you are intrigued by it as well. So who wants to start though? I can, I can start. I want to talk about a few things. Right, right. Uh, being honest, I didn't do much research. I just looked through my notes because we had, um, I think we had a lecture about cancer. Yeah, so that's what my uh, what I'm going to be talking about. So a bit of a background. I want to. I'm studying to become an oncologist. So yeah, I'm quite interested in cancer. Can so I feel like what's so interesting about cancer is is how like varied it is. You know, like did you know there's this type of cancer that makes uh you know how usually cancer is just like an over growth of cells right people the cells mm-hmm. they start to bloom it starts to proliferate or multiply yeah. un- uh, uncontrollably right but this type mm. of cell it multiplies and it differentiates poorly differentiated meaning it looks so much from its origin tissue that it turns into teeth that's legit it literally it's like instead of oh my god i'm, get, I'm getting oh I'm, i'm cringing <laughs> 
It's called the teratoma. <laughs> and like, if you look online, I found it second there are pictures of some teratoma cells with eyes, bro, with eyes and like blood. No way. And to, I'm just, I'll show it. I'll show it to you right now. I'll send it to the wire group. It's so. <laughs> so basically, it's like a another human being growing from your body. Like that. No, 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 no. It's because <laughs> or a fraction of a human being. No, 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 no. Not really. It's more of like the cells just differentiating or like really or like turning into or specializing into different types of cells at that specific part of the body I'm just so it has so are those parts functioning no they're not they're not i mean like teeth it's just teeth imagine you have teeth in your arms you can't really use it to eat anything but how about like eyes and stuff Uh, eyes they're not it's blind you didn't mention it's It's not blind it's i think it's It's not dead it's like cancerous oh my god it's smiling too oh my god okay i think smiling it's smiling bro what i'll send it to the chat for guests smiling tumor smiling tumor (laughs) what the hell hell? nowhere raman no way that's real we're looking at it right now (laughs) is that real i'm not too sure but this is a real one a teratoma with eyes it's i feel like this is legit let's see it let's see it i'm let's so sorry it. for the people i'm so sorry oh, jeez. where did you get this one i just i was looking the dark web. it was in the i was in the notes they talked about teratoma i'm sorry elias i'm just, i'm cringing right now oh my god yeah okay okay wait, wait sorry sorry let me just interrupt for a bit so to all the listeners out there viewer discretion is advised before you search these up on the internet so mm-hmm. if you want to search for teratoma trigger warning because you're going to see some gory stuff. <laughs> it's at your own around. risk. Oh my god. Okay, it usually affects babies, if I'm not mistaken. There are these things called ovarian teratomas where they where there's teeth in your ovaries. I mean, we don't have ovaries, but there are teeth in your ovaries, bro. And then, can we move on? I don't want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Anyways. Right. Uh, Let's have stuff for next. Alright. What I searched was this event called the dancing plague of 1518 and the outbreak began when a woman began to dance fervently in the street of Strasbourg, which is the modern day france yeah so she started dancing and then more and more people joined her and then it was just a crowd of people dancing together for days and days they never stopped wait wait, wait. a dancing plague a dancing plague yeah it happened go on go on Go on, go and on. <laughs> they danced till they died from overexhaustion, basically. So they danced till they dropped. <laughs> okay, nice one, Saf. All right. Oh, okay. That's the theory behind to why they danced till they died was what? Number one, food poisoning from moldy bread, which led to hallucinations. Does that sound logical? And then the second theory was stress-induced mass hysteria, where the individuals were experiencing high levels of psychological stress from famine and of starvation during that period, which led to the mass hysteria. So do you guys think these causes are logical? Or do you think it's something else? I mean, moldy bread? <laughs> yeah, moldy bread. <laughs> moldy bread and Satan. <laughs> moldy bread making you dance. What the hell? I don't know. Uh, moldy bread? Um, it's hard to believe that moldy bread could cause you to do that. But then again, I guess their immune system back then wasn't the same as today. Exactly. Yeah, mind you, it's 1518. That was like... Yeah, <laughs> before, like anything, before anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Moldy, uh, the one uh, I'm experimenting right now, ka. Yeah, moldy bread. Jeez. I'll eat it after this. <laughs> uh, yeah, you probably okay, should know, try. Let know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Be careful with your bread, bro. You <laughs> anyways, uh, I have the second uh, medical case. Have you guys watched Greatest Showman? Oh yeah, yeah. One of the characters is Chang and Eng, the OG Siamese twins, the conjoined twins, basically. Conjoined Siamese twins. What What does that mean, Safan? Mm-hmm. For the ones who don't understand, are born in Siam, now called Thailand, and they were conjoined at the waist by a tubular band of tissue about eight centimeters. So, Oof. on their waist, there's like a hunk of meat joining them together. So just meat between them? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. For the listeners out there, you could search up Chang and Eng. And Jeez. that's not the most interesting part for me. The most interesting part was when they died. Wow, so wow. one of the twins was intoxicated with alcohol. And then when they were sleeping one night, one of them died. And then the other twin was still alive for three whole hours before he died. So could you imagine like laying on their bed next to your dead brother for three hours, knowing oh that God. you're going to die soon? Wait, so he didn't do anything about it? <laughs> he just laid there? Or he was sleeping? No, he he was awake. He knew that he was his brother was dying. I guess he was grieving. I feel like he was he, too he, much They were conjoined. Stuff. He couldn't do yeah. anything. Yeah. Jeez, man. Yeah. It's Chang and Eng, right? Chang and Eng. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't do surgery because apparently the, the chunk was their liver connected so if they had surgery that time they would have both died oh it makes sense it's liver again so one was intoxicated so mm-hmm. alcohol acts on the liver since yep. the liver is joined both of them die anyways exactly they both like kind of share uh, in a way kind of share liver oh geez. so interesting yeah that's what medicine is man yeah so about you shaki Okay, all right. Safwan, cue the medieval music. All right, I have two. The second one is a bit short, but the first one is interesting. I don't know if you guys have heard this. I I did hear about this before, but anyways, I just want to share it again. So this is the surgery with the highest mortality rate. A mortality rate of three hundred percent. Mortality. Hundred. Yeah, I said that. 300%. Mortality meaning death lah, basically. You know, for those who don't know what mortality means, it kind of means like death, you know? Where did the other like 200% come <laughs> from? Did they, like, I'm murder? gonna explain. I'm gonna explain right shindo. now. Okay. okay. So it's about like 18... It's it's 1846. <laughs> 1846, you know, it's a time when medicine was... It is practiced, but it's not as advanced as today. So this surgery with... 300% mortality rate. Yep, 300%. So there was a fine surgeon. His name was Dr. Robert Liston. He was considered by many the finest surgeon of his time because of how quick his procedures were. So back then, if you could imagine, 1846, right? So there's no anesthesia and anesthesia meaning, you know, to make you feel numb and to not make you feel mm-hmm. any pain. So when surgeries are conducted, patients had to go through that pain. They weren't asleep, man. They had to feel that pain. Any cutting, any slicing, any opening, they had to feel it. So speed was definitely essential. And that was what uh, Dr. Robert Liston 
was known for. skillful in. Yeah, known for. He was known for his speed. So during this surgery, he said he came in. This patient had a broken leg,、um, so he needed to be amputated. And in that operating room, there were spectators around. Okay, and Doctor Robert was so cocky and so quick. He even said, "Okay, time me, time me, people."、Uh... He was that cocky. So then the surgery went on. He cut this patient's leg. Of course, they had to tourniquet above the knee. Tourniquet meaning tighten, use a band to tighten the knee to you know、uh, ensure that not too much blood pours out when they cut the leg. And he proceeded to use a saw and cut off this patient's leg in the quickest way he could do it. Okay, could you imagine that? You lying down as a patient, getting your leg cut off while feeling every single bit of it with a saw. With a, a saw? saw? Yes, with a saw. Okay. I just but... kill myself if I'm being honest. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.、Um, so he was so quick that he had an assistant with him. Okay. And his spectators were around him.、Um, but unfortunately, because of his recklessness and being so quick, whilst he was cutting the leg, he accidentally cut off his assistant's fingers. Ooh. Yep. His assistant's fingers. And whilst he was like going through the instruments, he was switching. To another instrument, but he accidentally cut a spectator's,、um, I think, cloth, his coat lah, spectator's coat. But where does this 300% mortality rate come from? Well, the patient unfortunately died from infection, as well as the assistant, who who, who got his fingers cut off. He also died from infection, and the spectator who got cut. On his coat, mind you, his his body was totally fine. His coat got cut because of Doctor Robert being so reckless with the instruments. That spectator died from shock because he thought from he shock. Yeah, yeah, he thought he was stabbed, so he died from shock. So that is the story of the only surgery in history with three hundred percent mortality rate. Oh, so that's why it's three hundred percent. It's three hundred because people died. Three people died. That's Damn, crazy, dude. Crazy, huh? You mean so reckless? <laughs> Super. Could you imagine、oh, oh. the pain the patient was going through? Jeez, man. You know, lies. Is this a famous story, Kasho? Like, I, I, I just heard about this, and it's really interesting. I think because I kind of was going through a lot of the the research, and it was in a lot of them. I guess it's a quite common line in the medical. Medical student field to the. Yes,、yeah. it occurred in eighteen forty six. Is it? Yeah, eighteen forty six, around that time, eighteen hundreds. Okay. Yeah. How about you? But I have a second. Four hundred percent mortality. Alert! Four hundred percent. The doctor kills himself. Alert! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have a second one. I have a second one. Okay, so this was a bit relatively new. 1961. Could you imagine? Okay, lah. Not not too old. Not too new. Drop. It's just around there. So a guy.、Mm-hmm. His name was Leonid Rogozov. He was a Soviet general practitioner and who took part in the sixth Soviet Antarctic expedition in 1960 to 1961. However, he developed appendicitis.、Uh, if you guys don't know what appendicitis is,、uh, I suggest you search it up.、Um, But unfortunately, he was the only doctor in that station, and he 
out of anyone else, the doctor himself got appendicitis. So how did he fix this? This doctor, he performed surgery on himself. I knew it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you guys want to search it up, Leonid Rogozov, there's actually a picture of him on the operating table giving surgery to himself. So appendicitis, you know, cutting of the appendix lah. You guys have prob- you should probably know that by now, Kalela. Cutting of the appendix. But he was doing this himself. Famous case of self-surgery. Was he successful though? Yes, he was successful. Gladly he was. Yep. He healed perfectly fine. But Atala, he had to go through all the pain and everything. <laughs> but props to this but, man. He actually did surgery. Exactly. Under- it's pretty impressive, honestly. Do I want to do it as a doctor? Try it, bro. Do it, do it, do it. No. <laughs> Heart surgery on yourself. Come on. Come on, if you're in an operating room with me, I make it 500% mortality rate. Right? <laughs> 500%? You <laughs> will record. Everyone dies. Okay, enough, enough. Okay. How about Wafi? Alright, so for my part, I didn't do like a thorough research plan, but I'm quite um, familiar with this disease. It's called Crohn's disease. Are you guys familiar with this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like bloating gun? Kind of like bloating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically, it's a type of an inflammatory bowel disease and it can be abbreviated to IBD. So by looking at the definition itself, maybe you can already expect what I'm going to talk about. So it happens in the digestive tract and then the most common in the small intestine and the colon. The reason why I find this interesting because like patients with this condition like they have to make an alternative way for the passage of stools so that excretion can occur because you know there's like a blockage in the either in the small intestine or the colon which is part of the large intestine so in order for them to you know to do this they have to undergo surgery okay let's say this the inflammation happens in the um, colon right okay so since there's a blockage that means like these tools like the waste cannot go out of the body so people like suffering from this condition like i said before they have to undergo surgery to make an opening on the abdomen uh, it's called um, stoma can you like imagine <laughs> do you have like a sense of what i have said oh my god so basically yeah. you're making an opening so that you can excrete your waste yep exactly that right it's like, like alternative way lah yeah, because exactly. like he or she, they they are not able to excrete their waste like how we do normally, you know. Okay, so continue. Can basically what happens next is so the the surgeon they will cut out like the portion of the let's say in the like I said in the colon in the colon like right before the inflammation. Right, I think lah, I think uh, right before the inflammation too, they cut out uh, and then they connect connect this segment to the stoma to the opening so that the west can it can go out is it like a, like a tube uh-huh. tube yes like a tube well i mean the colon itself is like a tube bro but then you you cannot see the colon lah pasal the colon is still inside the abdomen ah oh. yeah it's just you can see the other side, the uh, the uh, the stoma at the so the stoma if i were to describe the appearance no because actually i i actually witnessed this surgery because when I did my attachment can shadowing before uni, like I never thought that like this thing exists. Which it's weird, jito. Like we usually, kami, you know, it's dari bawah, but no, dari parut yah. I'm not, awa. I'm not trying to judge. Okay. It's like a new butthole. Yeah, an extra butthole. Thank you, bro. So like they have to, like these people, they have to 
company, they have to use like a small bag to, so that the the stools they will flow into this bag. Obviously lah, nakan durang kan, nakan aja baju. Directly to the toilet. Tali gitu. And then what if what if mas durang makan nasi they they have dinner apa? Sekali awak tiba-tiba, ah kenapa pasal baju kan? Like macam oh biasanya macam we we do this thing like. Voluntarily, yeah. But then, since you know the the directum is not working, kind like you cannot use your muscle from your like your ass area. So like, which I'm, like at any time the soles can come up, like without you knowing, you know. Mm-hmm. But like this, these people they have to, apa tu? They have to empty it and clean it. Uh, but I don't know how often, lah. And also, I actually found this guy on TikTok. He's suffering from this condition, jo. And then he he's when he, he's being transparent about it now, even though like some followers you know being judgmental about, but he's trying to you know educate people about it lah. And then like I said before, I did witness this procedure being done by a surgeon. Tapi it's not because of Crohn's disease. Because stoma, the procedure of apne making stoma is not restricted to Crohn's disease. Juga. It can be cancer, juga, like bowel cancer. The the theory is still the same. There's a blockage. So that's the case of an elderly elderly man that I witnessed masa di atori pas. I see. And the most interesting part is I actually took picture of that person's stoma. Macam my took my, picture. Yeah, I took picture because my like the surgeon was so apa tu sporting lah. And then macam, I see. Baik lah, baik. Yeah, it's not as interesting as your you guys' main story, but macam at least kamu pun macam oh shit, ada punya benda ni. It's something And, that people don't normally see. Like it's except, so under yeah. there, macam you know we're lucky to be yeah normal. We're lucky enough, like we 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 don't have this condition. Exactly. Macam yeah. um, same goes to dialysis. Like yep. people with dialysis have to go to the dialysis center three times a week to remove yep. like, yeah. their blood. But those and, with you know, kidney kidney problems, can? Yeah, it takes a lot of your time. It affects your lifestyle. We do. Yeah, it, yeah, it affects your lifestyle. Yeah. So we're very lucky to be healthy, yes. and yep. we should True. really keep ourselves healthy. Don't take it for granted. How? Yeah. yeah, don't don't take it for granted, lah. For sure, for sure. Like, especially for now, our country being one of the highest in obesity rates in Southeast Asia. So it's, it's second highest in ASEAN, yeah. I think. Second highest. Second highest, yeah. Used to be first. Yeah. No. Oh Malaysia, damn. Bro, Shauki, bisa bisa. Don't get that. Don't, don't become a statistic. <laughs> don't become a statistic. <laughs> don't become a stat, bro. <laughs> stop, yeah. I honestly yeah. can. I thought mm. Wafi would talk about Yang because he always told me about this before and he always teased me about it as well. Yang the surgery they take out the man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called it. What do you call that? Oh, but it's it's common one like now. It's very common to to see this surgery procedure, especially on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's common in TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like everyone uses TikTok, right? Right now. Wafi, well, could you explain to the listeners what what I'm actually talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, so man boob. <laughs> okay, so basically, man boob can. What's the condition, Rahman? I think you know about it. Um, like we, we came across a... this muscle injury. Gyna kamasya, I just gyna kamasya. Ada yang the one where you it's fat, tapi and then the other one it's glandular. The glandular one guna surgery. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I thought it's only because of it. 
like like this man like they have to like okay they have tissue what do you call that it's a gland best tissue best tissue yeah 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 so is it like genetical genetic or no um so it's like it's like this song it's like this yeah much um okay man can uh It's a. Yeah. I think it's a fact that men shouldn't actually be born with nipples, wah. But, macam when you were a blastoma, blastoma meaning a bunch of cells after you were a sperm and uh, tukan, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the egg kan, they fuse together. Fifty-fifty chance of you being either a male or female, wah. So if you were female, those nipples aren't useful. Tapi if you were male, those nipples aren't useful. And actually, I so if I'm mistaken. Male shouldn't be having it, wah. So that's why under the man boob store, there's kind of like two types, as they said. Some with fats, that one you can suck out liposuction, suck out the fats. Okay. But some, it's actually bad, wah. It's actually a real tissue or gland, wah. That's oh. actually supposed to be present only in women. Yet that they do surgery and take that out. And apparently, this guy on TikTok is doing that, wah, for viral reasons. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah, watching this Yeah, it, it's satisfying though, honestly lah. In my, in our opinion. <laughs> well, are you planning to you know to end that? <laughs> yeah. See, this is what I mean. Waffy thinks I have men boobs. Well, I don't. Oh yeah, when's your surgery, bro? Mama, when's, when's your transition? Oh, bro, shut the fuck up. Don't talk about it here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Speaking of plastic surgery, what mm-hmm. field of medicine are you guys most interested in? For me, I want to do pediatrics for sure, and, and I want to specialize in either ICU or oncology. What's oncology? Oncology is the cancer, study of cancer. All right, right. Hashaki, which medical field, huh? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one's related to men? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, can I? I didn't think about it thoroughly. I, mm. I did. I thought want to become a gastroenterologist or a pediatrician. Gastroenterologist mm-hmm. right now, much um, meh to me after attachments can. Uh, oh yeah. But I don't know how during my study it's gonna be fun or what or whatever. Pediatrics was also a thing because you know I'd like to make children happy, but but oh. I thought about the. Emotional aspect of it, one. One is you might deal with deaths of children, which is you know very sad. Lots scary, yeah. you know. So I don't know if that's okay for my mental health. You know, if my mental health is affected, my work ethics will be affected as well. And you, as a pediatrician, you deal with not just one patient, three patients. You know, you have to deal with the child, but their parents as well. Mm. So, macam to say which medical field right now lah as a first year medical student, it's hard because I'm trying to think about the psychological aspects, the emotional aspects, and I mean, the toll it might take on me. But if my interest overcomes those aspects, then I'm happy to take whatever is being introduced to me in medicine lah. I feel like as a doctor, right, you're supposed to macam cut out those. How to say it, the feelings of being sad? As you know, as sad as that sounds, I don't think doctors are supposed to feel sad. <laughs> But you're really? dismissing the fact that doctors, doctors are humans. Wa. Exactly. You shouldn't really dehumanize doctors. Wa, you know. Yeah, but you, you see, it's still yeah, it's still to think about. Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure we'll get desensitized to death. 
<laughs> once we start working oh ilaraman this yeah. uh, remember i was working in takan rosetsip kan yeah. there's this nurse that came by and his friend was atua yeah to by his friend kan yeah and then the way he said oh you know some people died here yeah, today yeah. but you know i'm trying to get my coffee here <laughs> what the hell bro what did you- How are you that desensitized, man? <laughs> I, it's overexposure, yeah. man. I was I had an attachment around. Yeah. So I had a grand round, grand round meaning like I I walked around the hospital, uh, meeting the the oncology patients, patients with cancer. So the mm-hmm. first first patient we met was this old lady who had a stroke, and then she has a skin condition that's like eating away at her own skin, and she has cancer. Like she's so she can't move. She's vegetative. She's going to die soon, and then no one's taking care of her. Sudah je tu. Tapi after Bro, like, yeah, sudah. Sudah. Yeah. So to like towards the end, you really do get bored of it. Like okay, I've seen this tadi sudah. You know what I mean? It's overexposure to these things. I'm pretty sure that's what. That's why doctors aren't killing themselves here. They have yeah. emotional support, John. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It should be okay. Moving on. Amidst the pandemic, vaccines are being implemented around the world since the start of 2021. So, mm-hmm. what are your opinions on the vaccine? Is it good? Is it bad? Personally, I'm an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Don't get the vaccine, you'll get cancer. Your, your children are going to get... You get... Oh, what was this? Autism. Okay. Autistic. You'll die for sure, dude. No, I'm joking. Yeah, get the, get the vaccine, it's good for you. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, man, get the vaccine, man. What are you guys doing? Get the vaccine. Get I know you're free to be already. Just get it, man. <laughs> get the vaccine. No, we, we're pretty clear that it, it works, right? Yeah, it is. It does work. It does work. Yeah, 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 you know, there's already studies for it. Exactly, but yeah, sure. there are people who don't believe that vaccines work, or namely sure. anti-vaxxers or skeptics. Yeah. So, what yeah. are your opinions on them? Obviously, you need to educate these people again, which um, maybe their exposure to vaccines though is may is satulah is a wrong lah, um, yeah. bad experience jua or bad exposure. Maybe they're wrong salah pikir kapa. You know, the old anti-vaxer idea was that vaccines cause you autism again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which apparently, that thing, that belief, started off by a guy who wanted to get rich. Wah. He said that just so he could make money. I don't know. There's a whole story about it. You can search on it. But nowadays, the new belief of anti-vax <laughs> anti-vaxers is that they insert a microchip in your body. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite. Oh, the Kingsman. The Kingsman. Hawa. And then, oh, they're like 5G, right? They said 5G gives you cancer. Oh, the radiation oh. and all that mumbo jumbo. Obviously, these people are lost. Just need to educate them, you know, anti-vaxxers. Yeah. Unless they're hard-headed, they're hard-headed and most of them are hard-headed, lah. Do not see, look at Raman. He's hard-headed. <laughs> What did I do? But he got the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> What I got the hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> Any ladies? <laughs> Anyways, so we've asked you guys, the listeners, on our IG account, questions that should be asked to our guests. So, the first question. Are there any tips or advice for people interested in biomed or medicine? Um, By the way, you guys, uh, we love that you gave so many questions to us. 
uh, we're actually overwhelmed with the responses. Heads up. It was yeah, surprising. Okay. It, it was quite questions. a lot. Any yeah, questions? We loved it. We really loved it. No, Rahman, there's no questions about you. No. <laughs> anyway, no let's go with Wafi first. Wafi is in biomedicine. Like, what, what are the tips to get into biomedicine? So, for me, my like the main tip uh, I, I, I want to share with you, those people who are interested to pursue their career in biomedicine. Firstly, you have to make sure that biomedicine is uh, the course that you really want. You're gonna endure like four years and I don't want you to you know, regret like along the way. Like let's say like during the third year of college, I'm biomedicine and there's no way for you to, you know, to turn back time and it's gonna be a huge regret, you know. And then secondly, as of now, it's first semester and the amount of workloads are just really overwhelming and just make sure that you can face all this and you can manage your time this sounds cliche but this is the real thing as long as you believe that you can manage your time then that shouldn't be a problem and also you're gonna in the biomedicine you're going to be asked to do a lot of reports so if you think that you you love like pressing the laptop all the time then I think biomedicine is the right thing for you. And also, make sure that you took biology during A-level. Because it's going to be really hard if you didn't have biology. Because like Rahman said, the lecturers, they expect you to know like beforehand. Hence explaining why you should have um, biology. If not, you're going to struggle a lot. Good advice. Rahman, how about um, you? For me, I feel like this isn't just for medicine in general. I feel like when you're in, in regards to education, you really shouldn't uh, you shouldn't be greedy with your notes at the resources that you find online. I think when I when I started A levels, like during bio, I feel like I was a bit stingy with my notes and sharing it with Durang, with you guys. Uh, at the at the start, that I think towards the end, I became a lot more comfortable on doing that. So share your notes, and then you should teach like your friends the things that you not teach. Like tell the friends the things that you found out about a certain topic. The reason why it's good is because firstly, you're going to make you know new relationships with these people like you're these are going to be the more you help people the more friends you've got and then the more friends you've got the more emotional your your like your emotional support is more stable a lot more it motivates you to study yeah that's true and then they'll give you notes as well the things that you the things that you the the things that they found out so it's you shouldn't be competitive with it's good to be number one but yeah you, at the end of the day we're on this together we're all trying to be the best that we can be yeah and try to, not to be an asshole you know be nice to people <laughs> i think that's my yeah. advice yeah i see thanks roman i actually actually i felt <laughs> that felt good hearing that from you yeah for sure for real so i'm gonna talk about like advice on how to get into medicine um i think that's mainly what you guys are focusing right now you know juniors especially talk about uh, if you're planning to go into the uk yeah i'm gonna do that if you're gonna go to uk i suggest you to sign up for ucat and learn how to ace the ucat very early on at least at least six months la. fortunately for us in the age of internet everything there's a website called medify.com that is m-e-d-i-f-y.com it's a paid subscription to a source of questions from the UCAT. But it's really useful. It'll help you get a really good grade in UCAT, inshallah. So Rahman and I got quite uh, bad scores on our first attempt at UCAT, but we had little time. It was already like September, end of September to October to learn for UCAT. And so the UCATs usually occur during October 
but by then you have final year exams kind for A level, so it's a bit hard. And plus you're doing it online, which is different. It's a different environment. It's a different feeling. You're not used to it yet, but you're gonna experience a lot of online exams soon. And remember to search up on the different universities in UK or anywhere else, lah. You know, you need a lot of backup universities. At least I'm gonna tell you, maybe at most five, at least three. For me, it was three. So I had Monash,、um, Newcastle, and UBD.、Uh, Monash, unfortunately, I missed exactly a single point in the like a UCAT but Australia version, and unfortunately,、Ooh. I couldn't enter. Yeah, which was atala. It was kind of sad, but risky, masing masing kan. Alhamdulillah, I got into Newcastle. That's where I am right now, and I got into UBD, but I rejected UBD for Newcastle. Um, also, learn how to do MMIs. MMI is multiple mini interviews. That's how they interview you for medicine. So learn that from YouTube, especially. There's a guy called Ali Abdal. He's amazing. He will teach you absolutely everything about medicine, basically.、Um, but MMI is a crucial point. You know, you have to know the, you have to know what to expect, the types of questions you have to expect. The types of answers the interviewers are expecting, so get prepared early, lah, and also have a realistic mindset. If you're not the type of person to do a lot of hard work, or to spend a lot of time studying, or you spend so much time procrastinating or sleeping, and change your ways, change your habit, be realistic, and you know, be hardworking. It's time to change. In、mm-hmm. university, I'm pretty sure you, you guys. Uh, will relate to me, but in university you're alone. In a sense, you are alone. You are not spoon-fed. Past year papers aren't that、um, aren't、available. that helpful. Helpful、uh, aren't readily available as well. Aren't really helpful like in A levels because A levels there's a certain criteria of an answer that they expect from you. But the past year papers are really different for medicine. But fortunately, they have basic formats. But still, you have to know what you're answering now. Um, also, learn how the different ways to study. There's two ways to study that are backed up by the statistics, which is active recall and spaced repetition. Although before you indulge yourself in these types of studying, I suggest that you actually have a deep dive on what they actually implement into that type of aspect. Because because、uh, recently I ser- I came across this video of why there's problems lah with active recalling and spaced repetition. So I suggest you guys to see that video, Joa, and learn how to make notes in your laptop. Enough of pen and paper. If you can't go fully digital, go for it. If you can't go fully digital, get an iPad. If it's easy for you, do it. An iPad and a、uh, eye pencil, whatever you call it. But overall, yeah, be atulah, be ready lah for medicine. Michelle, when you talk about like those. Medicine students, they have to undergo the medical checkup, Joa. You do have to be medically fit. You have to be fit, lah, in your health, you know. But most of my medical checkup things, kalau for my university, basically on the vaccinations you have, because depending on where your university is located, they have certain vaccinations that are hundred percent needed, like yellow fever, punya vaccination, mesti ada, you know. But most of these vaccinations you get from when you were younger, Joa, anyways. But in terms of if you want to go for a scholarship like a MOE scholarship, you have a lot to do. You have to get an X-ray of your chest. You have to get a mental test, mentox test. It's a test for tuberculosis. You know more needles. You need blood test. You need to send them your blood 
sample you need to send some urine samples a lot lah banyak lah you know but <laughs> be prepared for it and the best of luck for Joel. Wafi Rahman and I had to go through that it wasn't a pleasant experience because you have to spend a lot of money yeah, yeah that's one thing you have to spend <laughs> yeah 300 no because the thing is I did the scholarship test and I only applied for UK universities well, I didn't I didn't apply for Australia though anywhere else because I was hoping Liverpool would accept me but I got rejected but it's okay I had the experience and that's what matters so. sorry my parents <laughs> it's okay it's okay I'm going to the UK anyway inshallah I mean inshallah and Glasgow, right, so moving on to the next question <laughs> from our, our lovely uh, our lovely listeners to our guests. So is it possible to get into the medical related field without taking A-level meds? A-level meds. I feel like if I'm being honest, not too sure. Pharmacy, it requires a lot of, there's a lot of mathematics involved. Not too sure, maybe biomedicine as well. And then you have to also consider the competition, Jua. hope you're taking A-level maths, whoever asks this, but you have to consider the competition because there are limited slots, can? Okay, if, unless you do much, unless you get 40 stars and then nada A-level maths, then maybe, but you have to consider that everyone else, there's going to be someone out there who's got 40 stars who did A-level maths because having a mathematics background is a lot more desirable. It's a lot more desirable. It shows that you're good at, you know, thinking or like, you're, I don't know. It's, I feel like, I'm not saying it's not impossible. It's not possible. You should try still, but just don't get your hopes up. I hope that wasn't too mean. Was that too mean? Okay. okay. No, no, it's the truth. Perfectly fine. That's yeah. Okay, okay. So it's so. more favorable to have an A-level maths. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Look for the requirements, guys. Yeah. Because I think, I think lah, if I'm mistaken, maths is required. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. typically maths is required for medical related. Let me yeah. see. Yeah. I think RUBD yeah. mentioned And all the yeah. UK universities require maths. And if you find a country that doesn't require it, then by all means. But UBD and the UK and Australia and other countries, they require mathematics. Yeah. And ironically, Bio is not really needed. Yeah, Ironically, sure. yeah. 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 It's chemistry it's not really needed. Mm-hmm. Chem- yeah. Chemistry, then math. Bio and chem. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But in pharmacy, they definitely need chemistry because there's yeah, gonna be a, a, a lot of chemistry in pharmacy. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. How is that though? Uh, is there much of maths in biomedicine? As of no, not really. Plung. I think the only calcula- assignment with calculation in it was I think during the early days of biomed. Like this lecturer, she gave us like, you know, typical moles calculation and all that. And yeah, lah, there's a lot application of maths to be honest. So yeah. more of Lagipun, like chemistry maths lah. Chat lah. Lagipun right now, can really say because like we don't have actual practical labs, actual labs. So that, you know, usually we do maths during practical. And, and right now, since we are doing online learning in it, so we, we didn't have, we don't do any practicals yet. So like most of the time we just learn about the um, other module that basically biology lah. So not the maths lah. But Safwan, do you use maths often in biology? We do have statistics, which I'm currently learning right now. But one, we don't have to hafalkan the statistics, uh, the formula, basically. Because we're using a, a program called R. We're currently learning about it. And it's pretty easy. Not that much maths involved in bio for now. 
So Pretty like good. most of the maths work is done for you lah through that website. Yeah, like that. through that uh, program. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, if if you need at the question can being if you need mm-hmm. A level maths, a real yeah w- like what Raman said, A level maths. If you get an A for it, can it's going to be a real big plus if you want to get into medicine or any medical related uh, field. But in terms of how much is being used, like for you guys, not that banyakan, but to not me. Uh, fortunately, I took statistics in A-level maths. That was the best choice choice ever. Because in medicine, you take pharmacology. You have to learn about pharmacokinetics. You, you have to learn about pharmacodynamics. A lot of about pharma, uh, pharmacology. And there's going to be a lot of graphs for you to interpret and describe. As well as being able to understand them. And they're not your typical graphs because they'll be in log. <laughs> in no. log or what's that? The other one, log s ka logs. <laughs> uh, logs. L- l- len log, l n log. Yeah. Natural. So you have natural to a natural natural log. Yeah, kila. Forgot about it. A star uh, mathematics. But yeah, lah. I mean, if pharmacology, it's good to have quite a deep understanding of statistics. Yeah. But yeah, moving on. Moving on, so um, would you consider working overseas when given the chance to? And what country will it be? I feel like okay. I have to. I think I have to work overseas if I want to specialize. But uh, the main reason why I want to become a doctor is to help Bernayans, not anybody else. Not like I'm devoted to my country. So no, no. Yeah, I want to go. I want to stay here with my family. Yep. See. Yeah. Anyone else? Coffee. Yes, I would consider working overseas, and I think the country would would be uh, Australia. And my reason, what's my reason? Okay, it's because uh, I like to explore new things. I would say I'm an adventurous person, and also like going out of going out of your country, meaning like you're going out of your comfort zone. So like you know you are you're going to be exposed to different. Um, challenges, different atmosphere um, mm-hmm. that is totally new to you. So yeah, so you're gonna encounter like different problems as well. So you're gonna come up with different solutions, and these things they will help you to grow. So that's the main reason why I wanna go out. I'm not being ungrateful, but yeah, I mean I want to you know develop my character, and then once I come back nanti to Brunei, I can you know contribute to my country and to the people. Yeah. Interesting. Well, how about you, Shaoki? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to go work out. Uh, work out. Work overseas. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Uh. I actually, you know, when inshallah, I mean, when I become a fully fledged doctor, I would like I mean, to work out. Work. Work out. Manja. <laughs> I would like to work overseas <laughs> because because some. I think the cases outside would be more diverse and more have more, more variation. Yeah, more interesting maybe, you know. And with you like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, okay. if like big countries can with like international um, citizens, I think you'd have like a different range of medical problems that you can see lah. Yang you know. Those types of medical problems, yang one in a million. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. In terms of where diverse, I want to work, yeah, more diverse. Yeah. In terms of where I want to work, I think 
Australia. <laughs> okay. Uh, Australia kan? No? But Australia lah. <laughs> I'm okay with anywhere. Yeah. But Australia lah. Okay lah. Okay, <laughs> just because just because Wafi said so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, about the Australia thing, uh, apparently, if you want to specialize as a doctor, uh, Australia and New Zealand are quite difficult to do that though. Just heads up lah for you, Shoki. Because the exams are a lot tougher than the UK punya. Um, yeah, compared to the UK ones. So, at 30, you're more likely to become a specialist in the UK than you are ato, if you studied in Australia or New Zealand and such. It takes quite a, lot, quite a while. Any viewers listening to this as well? Especially ato, kalau I start off from a UK curriculum, then having to shift to Australian one, it's like, yeah. It's more uh, detailed. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, just heads up. Better you just stay in the UK. Yeah. How about, how about you, dude? I'm pretty sure the listeners know where I'm gonna go. Japanese. Just from episode Japan. two. Oh, Japan. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> to Japan. Japan's you even learn Japanese language, right? I listened to your podcast last week. Yeah, I'm currently learning Japanese. How is that? Pretty, wow. Pretty interesting, honestly. Pretty fun. It seems very complex. Yeah, I'm hoping to work in Japan. That's my dream job, lah. I mean, inshallah. Inshallah. There's some like, I thought there's some options. Maybe you can become a teacher there. Because yeah, my my brother's my older brother's friend is working there as an English teacher. There are there are teaching options. There are teaching jobs to Japan. Become a biology lecturer somewhere in Japan. Yeah. Actually, that would have been good though. Half, like your children's the... gonna be half, half Japanese. Wait, no, no, no. You have a girl, girlfriend. Never mind, never mind. Uh, Should be different. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my children will be half Japanese now. <laughs> it's a huge shift from like being a um, studying a uh, biology major and then becoming a teacher. It is at all possible. Yes, definitely. <laughs> But you could become so many things. Yeah. Which brings me to my next question. Which is from you guys. So, what course y'all see yourself doing if not science or medical field? Um, I was about to say. I think sub, for Saf One, it's uh, it's pretty obvious. No Saf One's answers. Raman, <laughs> what did you say? Wait, Saf One. What's your answer? I actually don't know. Japanese ka? No. Uh, computer science. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> Oh science. my god! Oh yeah, I I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But I thought that's science related, isn't it? It says here, it's, if not a science degree, computer science has science in the name, isn't it? Shh. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so how about you, Rahman? <laughs> uh, maybe engineering is a science. I feel like if not, if mechanical medicine, I was, uh, I would have taken. Oh my god, this is difficult. Maybe business is very since our we're well, you know we're getting more and more industrialized. I would have taken business, business, business administration. Yeah, maybe that. I see. Kind of boring, but yeah, you gotta think about it. You have to think about the bag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If not saving life, lives, I need to get rich. Yeah. How about you, Shoki? I think this is kind of much um, outlet. Actually, if. Science or medicine wasn't up for me, and then if I could take other stuff kind of freely, I think I want to become <laughs> a film major, either a film major or a chef, because I love cooking and I, I'm I'm good with cooking. Film, I think I want to be like a director or something, because I really love ato. 
I love films. I love watching movies. I love how I love how seeing how they're being made. You know, it's really interesting now. The cameras, the audio, and then the actors and that, the aspect of acting. I'm sure lah. You know, so if medicine and science were in weren't in it for me, I'd honestly go for that. Yeah, I could see Shalky doing film as a major. You said I would be a good voice actor last. Exactly. Time. <laughs> yeah, that's like sort of. Funny. Well, how about you, Wafi? I don't know. I might enroll in religious institutions like oh, yeah. um, UNISA or QPSB. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, oh yeah. Why? Oh, Why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. You know, because like you know, <laughs> out of all of us, you're probably like the most alien, maybe. Either you or Shaoqi. No, bro. The most religious. Yeah, yeah, Shalky, what do you yeah. think, Wafi? He's Haji. Haji Haji Haji. Oh, I'm Haji, bro. Oh, oh yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Another question from our listeners is, what's the hardest part about learning medicine? Honestly, the concept is quite okay. The concept is quite straightforward, lah. Like learning, what you're learning is quite, you know, you just read and then you understand. The beat, the hardest part is probably managing, like under, like memorizing the things that you have to learn. Because I have a test next week, and I'm gonna tell you straight away, I'm probably gonna fail, because I've not learned, I've not memorized. Anything. This is the same. This is the same thing as biology. Luloto. There's so much to learn. I mean, it's a lot more than A-level biology for sure. But yeah, there's so much to learn, and I'm gonna cry later when I have to study till 3 a.m. Like about you, Shoki. I agree with you, Ramad. Yeah. I I really agree with you uh, with what you said. The overall volume of stuff you have to learn in medicine. That's the hardest part. Yeah, for to sure. To take it all in the span of like. Weeks, it's not enough time, honestly. For Or else, sure. medicine would have taken you like what ten years <laughs> until yeah. your doctor. <laughs> But yeah, lah, it's the overall volume. You, of, have, to uh, learn, you have to learn even yeah. after until you start working as well. That's that. That's that. Yeah, you're always learning, right? Yeah. Even if you become a full-fledged doctor. Yeah, you have exams. Yeah, you have to learn. Medicine, medicine is an ever-changing, um, ever-changing field. Yeah, it's always getting newer. Mm-hmm. Lifelong mm-hmm. learning. Yeah, that's right. about medicine, but tough one. I have a question for you. Somebody asked you a for question. For me? Yeah. So, what are your future plans with a biology degree? So, with a biology degree, it's pretty broad. Like, I could go into a lot of fields, but the most interesting field that I'm uh, targeting right now is. Uh, microbiology. I'm planning to take a master's and maybe, inshallah, a PhD in microbiology. Cause it's really, really interesting. It's the closest thing I could take. That's closest to medicine. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I agree. Doctor yeah, right. Someone. Oh, oh. I mean. Man, man, man. But aside from that, teacher or lecturer is one of the options. But I feel like uh, it's. The last option, lah. But aside from that, I could go into the food industry. I could go into environment industry. But judging from the availability of jobs right now, microbiology seems like the best choice for me. All the best, that one. Thanks, man. All right, moving on. Another question: How do you take notes? All right. So this question is very timely. So speaking of taking notes, there's an app called Remnote that. Actually, all four of us use Raman, Safwan, me, and Wafi. We all use Remnotes. It's prim- It's 
primarily just for taking notes. Uh, it's very intuitive and it even helps you make flashcards. Flashcards which are very helpful in active recalling and space repetition. So if that's up your alley and you want to try something, a new app to take notes with, uh, this actually this app was made by medical students for medical students, but actually you can use it for any other degree or study. So if you're interested and you want to use this note, click the link on the descri description and get 14 days free trial of the pro version of Remnote. So click yeah. the link in our description. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Medical students, just so you know now, the top things you're going to hear, the top buzzwords you're going to hear in medicine is active recall, space repetition, flashcards, rem, uh, notion. Actually, notion first. Notion. Then Remnote. Notion. Yeah. Yeah, Notion. yeah, Notion's the OG note-taking app for medical students before yeah. RemNote. <laughs> so next question, specifically for Wafi, this person asks, do you still use big words to explain simple things? <laughs> <laughs> Could you elaborate that? Okay, thank you for the question. <laughs> okay, I... <laughs> I kind of use big words, but not so often. And okay, actually, to to actually answer this question, I actually don't know. Maybe my friends can answer this for me. But yes, I do like using big words because because like you can replace like a long phrase just using a single big word, And I think I think Rahman mentioned that today. Can Rahman? What did I say? I think you mentioned okay. about this yesterday. Just now. I kind of referenced it today. Yeah. Oh. I feel like you do use big words sometimes. But it's okay. Because, you know, you're trying to understand something better. And if you, yeah, it's a good way for you to improve your English as well. Might as well just keep on doing it, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. Like, as you grow older, kind of, like, like, as you like transition into like higher education level, uh, you'll encounter a lot of big words, jargons of, like oh especially God. in university, and you not just, in like, like other modules, other comp compulsory modules, like for example, I see Islamic civilization, that like everyone is um, required to take this, and they use a lot of big words. So at least, can if you practice using big words beforehand, and say you encounter the same words like in the future, at least you you already know what the meanings are. Less burden lah. So that's why I like to use big words, yeah. And it's a good practice to improve our English. Yep, but anyways, I wanna say sorry to this person because you know, if you ever ask me like, questions in the past that I use big words that made me not understand what I was explaining. <laughs> I'm okay. sure they're fine. It's very challenging. They'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for this question because I don't know the answer personally. Mm. How does it feel to be smart? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, whatever. Okay, okay. Rahman, okay. I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm not smart. No, I'm, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. I don't know the answer to this. Uh... Oh Stop my god, bro. that's quite Stop difficult. Pretending. Like, you know, if Guys. answering this question is just gonna make people hate you, let's be honest. It's like, wait, who, the, <laughs> who the fuck, who the fuck does this guy think he is, you know what I mean? No, we don't know the Guys. answer. We're all dumbass. We're not, here. yeah, we're not that smart. We just open it. Hardworking. 
Yeah, we're just hard. <laughs> we're can't. I know that sounds snobby, you know. I mean, just... I could say for myself that for me, O levels, I I got good grades, lah. As what you've heard in episode one. Mm. Yeah, Back yeah. In O levels, I was a good student.、Mm. I got plenty of A's, and you know, and when I got into A levels, my grades went down pretty bad, and what I realized was the amount of work that I put in. Like O levels, I used to study all night. I I do notes for every single thing I did, and then in A levels, it was like,、eh, I'll I'll do it tomorrow. It's fine, and then you know all the work, I just barely paid attention to it. So I could say, it's not being, it's not about being smart or not. It's about the amount of work you put in. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, my yeah, opinion, yeah, yeah, That's my opinion. That sums it up. Yeah, yeah. I think that perfectly explains it.、Yeah. It's it's exactly. like it's exactly like bodybuilding. I think no one is born with big muscles. Ah, yeah. We, yeah. We have to work hard. Yeah, just like it's、mind. it's about discipline. Yeah, for sure. The more discipline you have, the more likely that you are.、Mm, you learn faster. You study the faster you learn. Yeah, you learn faster. But Atullah, I don't mind about those. You know, those exceptionally. Amazing people who happen to just understand things that easily, but you know they're a minority. As mentioned by Wafi just now, they're sort of, sort of called gifted. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could say gifted. That's the word. But anyways,、uh, the final question. <laughs> hey, I think Rahman likes this question. <laughs> okay,、uh, Rahman gets to answer first. Okay. So Rahman, take、yeah. the opportunity to promote yourself. Okay. So, are you guys in a relationship? If not, are you planning to? <gasps> oh my God! Who's gonna answer this? Raman, Raman, me, Raman. Of course, you, Raman. Okay, okay. My answer, no. <laughs> All right, my answer, no. All right, moving on. Shaki, how did it? No. If not, are you planning to? Uh, no. All right, Shaki, how did it? Raman, are you available? Are you、uh, available, Raman? No. All right, Shaki Koko. Come on, man.、Uh, okay. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm gonna. You、die. were waiting for this, man. Okay, okay. okay. Raman,、uh, by the way, thank you for the、uh, the thousand thousand dollars that you lended me、uh, oh. last week, you're, you're and thank、okay. you for the Tesla that you gave me. Is your mom so so generous to you? But is your is your mom's kidney working fine? I hope. Yeah, it's working amazing, amazingly. You know, it's a good thing you're six foot three. That's a good thing. I have abs too, and very healthy. I'm very healthy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. Hold on. Okay. Just to answer this question properly. Um. Uh. No. I don't. I'm not in a relationship. I don't want to be in a relationship. Uh. And if I'm being really, really honest with you all, I'd rather die than date somebody right now because, like, I can't even take care of myself with the amount of workload that I have to do to be able to, much of, you know, take care of somebody else emotionally. I would probably just, you know, yeah, I don't want to date anybody. I'd rather not. Okay, what feel quite again? Not, not at the moment, lah. Uh, maybe in about fifteen years' time, if any girls are interested, you could have like there's a waiting list. I think you can you can apply. You can okay. I, I'll send you the Google Doc, the Google form for it. <laughs> <laughs> Link in the description. 
Link in the description, yeah? Okay. Well, I think we'll feel again since he's the next single person in this. I don't know if he's still single. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm still single. I mean, no, I, I already answered that question. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not in a relationship. And am I planning to? Um, I'm not really sure about this, to be honest. Um, I'm still hesitant about it. But then, I feel like at this stage of my life, um, I feel like I just want to go with the flow. Um, like, you know, who knows? Like, I will meet someone along the way. But then, and then, at the same time, like, she suits like most of my preferred criteria then maybe 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 i would you know make a move people might say jangan tainggalkan pasal jodoh belajar terdulu but then you still have to make efforts right or and sama je macam belajar kan we still have we still make efforts basically we need to make efforts for everything lah and yeah i will only date that person if like i have the intention to marry her in the future because like i want a relationship with the future you get not just for the sake of dating not not for the sake of you know following the trend of and um, yeah i think that's all and okay, th- that <laughs> that got deep real quick yeah. appreciate your answer cool. all right guys <laughs> um <laughs> I'm an by, the, by the way by the yeah, way you are you're very touch you touch with your feelings Okay, with that being said, so since most of our listeners today are probably juniors and people who are, you know, looking to be in medicine and people who look up to the experience that we have, so maybe you would like some advice from us. So introducing the section that we held in our first episode, the advice section. So my advice would be to um, sleep when you can if you don't have enough not, uh, if you don't have work to do because I feel like sleep is very much overlooked uh, for like students. I know you guys have like a lot of work to do and macam you guys all stay up at night to to finish that work because of you know poor time management. But yeah, sleep is probably the most important thing. Like so there are three aspects to studying. The first like the actual studying itself. The second one is the diet and diet and exercise lah and then the third one is sleep sleep helps you retain the information that you learn right so if you spend the whole day studying doing your work and then you don't sleep at the end of the day and then you continue to continue on the next day the same way that you did the previous you're just going to end up not learning anything at all you know i think that's my advice so just sleep as much as you can if you're able to My advice to all listeners, I think it would be, um, uh, I think this is really important lah, regardless of where you go, and which is you never compare yourself with others, especially those people who are you know like more intelligent than you, because like I said before, kind we are built differently and we have different capabilities, and you just gotta go with your own pace, you know, and get things take time for real, and. Yeah, just don't get influenced by others. It's okay to look up to other like successful people, like as motivation. But then, don't make them don't make them like as a thing that demotivates you. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. 
So advice for me, knowing what I know now as a medical student, is you work hard, but you play hard. You know, you study hard, but don't study too hard where you're nobody outside of just studying. You play hard, you know, you can go out with your friends, go exercise, go have fun. You know, life is more than just studying. I believe there is a limited amount of heartbeats in life, okay? Don't plan to waste any of those heartbeats. That's what Neil Armstrong said. And I take that very heavily. I don't take that lightly. And you should too. So spend every moment wisely, but don't just spend it on just studying. Play hard. Do what you love. Have fun. Spend spend time with the people you love. That's my advice. To add up to Wafi's advice, from what I said before about being smart, sometimes you see this person who's smart and then like, oh, they're, you, he, he's so lucky that he's so smart. But sometimes those people, you don't see what they do behind the scenes, like at home, their effort at home or what they've gone through. That's all behind the scenes and away from your eyes. And instead of making them a foe, make them as a friend. Ask them about tips, advices, study with them and share your experiences with, with that person. Learn from them because I believe that if you're friends with good people, you're going to be a good person. Does that make sense? Like the influence, basically. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the people around you influence to who you are today. I guess that's about it. That's all for today. Thanks for staying till the end of our episode and a special thanks to our guests who made this episode a million times more interesting. Don't forget to follow our IG at ari.pod. That's A-W-T-Y dot P-O-D. And look out for next week's episode hosted by me. I am your host for next week's episode. Can't wait to see you guys there. Next week's going to be fun. It's not about education. It's about movies and nostalgia. See you guys there. See you guys next week. And stay safe. Pranah di rumah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.